Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Bobby. Thanks so much for taking some time to listen today. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been taking a closer look at spiritual formation during these times. And a large part, maybe the largest part of spiritual formation, is recognizing the ideas and beliefs of our age and how they are at work in us. You see, transformation, the transformation that God works in us, happens when he replaces those ideas and beliefs of our age with his truth. And that's one of the major marks of maturity, our ability to distinguish lies from truth. So for this week and then for next week, I want to focus on the role of scripture in our formation. Scripture is essential, whether we're reading it, memorizing it, meditating on it, studying it, listening to it together. All of those practices work together to get God's truth in us so that God's truth can transform us. And I want to read a passage of scripture for you here from John chapter 8. It's an interaction that Jesus had with some Jews who had begun to follow him at this time. And so in verse 31 of John 8, we read, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Jesus is very clear to know or to hold to Jesus' teachings is to know truth. Freedom and life comes from knowing the truth, which comes from knowing Jesus. They, these folks believed something about Jesus, but not the deeper truth Jesus was trying to get them to understand. They couldn't see it. They couldn't hear it. They couldn't take that truth in because they were in slavery. They were deceived. They thought they were free, but they really weren't. Jesus goes on in verse 42 to say this, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Jesus has some scathing words 
for these Jews here who are following him. They have believed something about him, but not the real truth about him. And Jesus says the reason that they cannot believe this is they are of the devil. Their father is the devil, the creature who is the most powerful of all the spiritual rulers of this world. They carry out his desires, and his desire is to murder, or in the words of John chapter 10, to steal, to kill, to destroy. And Jesus says his methodology, how he carries out these desires, is to lie and to oppose the truth. And helping the devil carry out his murderous intentions comes when people believe the lies that the devil tells and not the truth that comes from Jesus. This is Jesus' most in-depth explanation of the devil, his biggest adversary. And it revolves around truth and lies. Real spiritual warfare is the fight to believe truth over lies. Transformation depends on believing truth over lies. And that's why Jesus came as a teacher and not a general. That's why Jesus gave people truth and not swords and spears and chariots. And Jesus says here that this battle for truth and lies has been waging since the beginning, way back in Genesis chapter 3, when the snake comes to Eve with deception and distortion. It's like what Dallas Willard wrote, the, the devil didn't hit Eve with a stick, but with an idea. That is what Jesus is referring to here, the methodology of the devil. You've heard me refer to this quote uh, many, many times. It comes from a book that has been uh, just powerful in my own uh, understanding of spiritual formation, a book written by David Tackle entitled The Truth About Lies and the Lies About Truth. And in there, he writes this, that Satan has relatively little power in this world apart from the lies he can tell and the power that is released when we believe them. Evil is utterly dependent on deception for its success. I want you to think for a minute about how the devil is doing that today. How he is lying about God. Well, God isn't who he really says he is. God doesn't seem to have good intentions towards us. God is holding out on us. God can't really be trusted during these chaotic times. Think about how he's lying to us about us. It may be that you're unlovable. You're insignificant. You'll never measure up. You'll never do anything of value, heaping guilt and shame on us. Or it may be that you have to be true to you and live your own truth. Nobody can challenge you. Nobody can rebuke you. The way that you see things is the way they really are. He's also lying to us about this life and what's going on today. If you want that and it makes you happy, why shouldn't you have it? You've got to make your life what you want it to be. You can't really obey God in this and be a loving person and be a successful person. The only way... That the change we want to see, the change that we know needs to happen, 
will happen is if we get the power and we exert our power on other people. Folks, this is the devil's playbook. Deception, twisting the truth, moving us away from reality and into a different reality. And we eventually find ourselves in danger of internalizing these lies. As we hear them over and over and over again, they can get into us and they can drive our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. Listen to this from the Apostle Paul from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. Did you hear the progression that Paul laid out in these verses. Believing lies leads to a hardening of heart, which leads to self-centeredness and living separated from the life of God. I think this is the fatal error that we so often make as Christians. We underestimate our ability to believe lies. We can convince ourselves, hey, I'm a good Christian. I go to church. I read my Bible more often than I don't. I pray most every day. I doubt that I'll start believing something that's not true. Well, that doesn't match up with reality. We know that that doesn't jive with what's actually happening in our lives. You see, when we internalize the lies and the deception of the devil, we start interpreting everything else through that lens. What's true gets distorted. We can't see the world as it really is. We all have these mental maps, just like we have literal maps in our minds that get us from where we are to where we want to go. And over time, we internalize those routes from home to work, from this friend's house to that friend's house, to vacation spots, and so on and so on. Maps that are true get us to where we want to go. Maps that are false get us lost. We have mental maps about everything in life. Sexuality, race, power, family, money, success, happiness, freedom, justice, politics, God. And if our maps are wrong, we will get lost. We will know where we want to go but we can't get there. This is how the Bible talks about darkness and being and living in darkness. It's a picture of ignorance and blindness. Contrast that with what Jesus says in John chapter 8, that truth is reality. Truth is what's real. Truth always clears up our vision. It's light. That's what Jesus meant when he said in John 8, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What Jesus means by truth is not simply information. 
his presence, his words, his actions, and ultimately his death and resurrection made known to us what is true, what is real, because he came to make God known. He came to make the truth about us and our lives known. So how do we know this truth? Through the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Far too often our engagement with the Bible becomes something about our intellectual power to comprehend the Scriptures. And in that way, we can fall into a Bible worship that's not really what God intended. Listen again to David Tackle. The aim of the Holy Spirit in all of this is not just to make the Word intelligible to us, but reveal both our heart and God's heart at the same time on the same issue so that we can see with new eyes what he has for us. Scripture reading must go beyond an exercise of our rational powers and become an encounter with the Spirit of God. I love that picture in Revelation chapter 10. When an angel gave John a scroll and told him to eat it so he could prophesy about it, that's what we have to do with the scriptures. We have to, in essence, eat them, take them into us. We do that by reading them, meditating on them, memorizing them, singing them, studying them, not just to build up our knowledge, but so that as we take God's truth deep into our souls, the Spirit begins to realign our lives with the reality of the kingdom of God. This is the freedom that Jesus promised to those who know the truth, liberated to live as we were intended to live, showing the world what God is like. And in this moment, our world needs to see what God is like. Our world needs clear eyes to know what the truth is and to be set free to live into that truth. Next week, I'll talk with you about engaging the scriptures in this way. But for now, let's ask the Spirit to protect us from believing the lies of this age and shape us through what's really true. Peace be with you this week.